What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of The Bounce. It's episode 11, uh, presented by Slab Talk. You got me, Amil Sarfani, and my co-host, Rob Gerard. I appreciate you tuning in tonight, and welcome into our sports card show. Rob, what's going on? Thanks to everyone for joining in tonight. I appreciate it. Rob, how you do how are you doing tonight? Amel, Amel, what's going on, man? I am doing great. I'm doing phenomenal. Um, I feel like we already had a we already did a podcast episode because you and I, I feel like talked for almost an hour before we started the pod. So uh so yeah, man, everything's going well. You know, it's uh if you're listening to this in real time, it's a uh, Super Bowl week. Looking forward to the Super Bowl and, you know, have an incredible matchup of the Rams and Bengals. Do you know what's what's the line on that Super Bowl? Do you even know? I think it's four. I think it's around four, four and a half. Rams favored. Rams favored. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah. yeah man. I'm super excited for the Super Bowl. We usually host a party for the Super Bowl, my wife and I. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for that. Uh, we usually do some wing stop, you know. That's really go to Super Bowl. I, you know, I oh, well, let me say something about Wingstop. We are not sponsored by Wingstop, so let me just say that right off the bat. I really like Wingstop. Like, there's I have not really found other places that are that much better than Wingstop. Even like local place. I, I I just I love Wingstop. It's so consistent. It's good. So that's our Super Bowl food. Now, are you a lemon pepper guy? No man, no, what? no, no lemon pepper. I do. I, look, I like the lemon pepper. It's fine, but I'm. A, I like wings with buffalo sauce, and I want my wings. Messy. My occasion, the the Cajun wings at Wingstop are like. That's my every every you know every time I go eat there, it's it's Cajun. So I have never had Wingstop before. Um, I don't even know if we have any Wingstops here in Connecticut, but here in Connecticut, um, if there's any locals here that are, that are watching this, there's a place called. Um, do drop the do drop in okay it is this hole in the wall bar used to be a insane biker bar like you would not ever imagine stepping foot in there unless you were fully tatted uh was wearing a, a biker vest and just you know 100 harleys lined out front back in the day but now it's kind of turned into like a family friendly bar um and <laughs> hands down derby connecticut hands down they win wings of the year every single year. And I'm not a wing person, dude. Like my wife loves wings. I don't, I could give or take wings. Honestly, I'm, I'm like, but uh, this place. Oh my God. If I was on death row, my last meal would be wings from Dewdrop. They are phenomenal. I love it. One day Have you I'll ever had come. peanut butter and jelly wings? No. Ew. What? Listen, you would think, I know you would think, but let me tell you, Dewdrop. They are famous for their peanut butter and jelly wing. They have like 70 different flavors, you know, and every single wing, they're never frozen. Every single wing is fresh. And even the peanut butter and jelly wings to die for. I'm not right. kidding. So my, <laughs> I, so I love wings. I love wings. I'll eat all kinds. And, and just a tip for anybody ordering from Wingstop, get them, get them a little wet and order all flats. The flats are the best. I don't, I don't even Drum my wife feels it. the same. My wife all only flats. eats flats. Yeah. Yeah. All flats. But my, my cousin lives in Boston. I'm planning a trip to the Northeast. I'm going to have to see you and actually finally meet you in person. If I'm up, 
When's so that? at some point, huh? I don't know. I'm, I'm planning it right now, but my plan is to come into your, you know, your neck of the woods and you're going to take me to do drop. Oh my God, dude, this would be amazing. Oh, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Love it, man. Love it. So, um, now these takes will come back to bite us, but do you have a Super Bowl prediction? Uh, I don't, I don't want to know who you're rooting for. I want to know your actual prediction. If you were putting money on it. Didn't we, 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 we took our picks last week. Didn't we? Didn't you say the Bengals and I said the Rams? You're right. And did All we right. put anything? We put a card on it, but no, we no, didn't no. decide. Oh, we what. were going to come up with the bet. We You're didn't. Right. You're All right. right. Okay. So let's come up with it. What are we putting on the line? I mean, you know, something friendly. I would say maybe, uh, maybe a twenty dollar card of our choosing. Okay, I've got a, I've got a fun Allen Iverson card. I'm going to put on the table. Do you? Yeah. What What are I'm the comps gonna... on it? Uh, I don't know. It's like somewhere in the fifty to hundred dollar range. It's like a fifty to hundred dollar range card. Fifty to a hundred. Yeah. What's the Iverson card? Can you can you pull it out? Can you show it? Yeah. Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. What so, card, what card are you thinking about? I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here right now, and I'm looking at my I'm looking at my cards. I have a bunch of cards here, man, and I I really don't know. Um, I mean, this is a pretty nice card. I I might even I might put this up. Let me see your card real quick. I'm gonna see if you know. I'm going to see. So I have, I'll tell you what, I have a national treasures that I'm looking at right now. Okay. This is a national treasures, Philip rivers out of 25 enclosed authentic patch. Okay. It looks like it's a three color patch. What do you think? National treasures. I, I have $60 on it. It's out of 25. Okay. What um, are you thinking? <clears throat> Yeah, that's a sick card. I, I your card is cool. I literally um, just pulled this out of my case. It was the first card I pulled out, and I'm like, and I have really liked this card. This patch is gorgeous. So, um, okay, so I'll put up my Philip Rivers card. Um, okay. you have no connection to Philip Rivers. I have no connection to Allen no. Iverson. If I lose this Philip Rivers card, it is what it is, right? And yeah, I don't know if you I, feel that way about Iverson. If that Iverson card is super important to you, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you. No, no, no. I'll put one to... on. I'll put. I'll put an Iverson card on, or if you like this one better, and I'll. I'll text you which ones. But this is a '97, uh, Shaq Metal Universe card, the base card, uh, in a PSA nine. I will take that. All right, done. I will take your Shaq. Okay. All right. I will take your Shaq. But here's the thing: no matter who wins, okay, no matter who wins, that that's a PC card. Yeah. So if, I, if I get your Shaq, <laughs> I ain't moving that Shaq. And I'm not going to move your Philip Rivers. To be honest, I don't think I could find a buyer for your Philip Rivers. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Okay, cool, cool. So we figured this out on air. We didn't even, I didn't even think to say, mention it beforehand. But yeah, cool, good stuff. So I got the Bengals straight up. Um, you have the Rams. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with no point spread. We'll just go pick them. And uh, I think, I think Joey Burrow is gonna, is gonna knock it out the park, man. And yeah, I like your pick better. I kind of want. The, I, I love, I love. I love the Joe Burrow stir story, so I'm okay with the Bengals winning. Uh, but I'm gonna just take the Rams because yeah, why not? yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. They, there's one of two teams, so <laughs> definitely. And I tell you, man, Joey Burrow, man, it's like I can't ever remember a time where people so unanimously like loved the guy. 
He's fun to watch. He's really fun to watch. Feels and like everyone's rooting for Burrow. Like <laughs> the guy, you know. And I think I think his dancing video. First of all, his multiple videos of smoking cigars in the locker room help him. That's great. His dancing video of uh, past the gat or whatever these dances that helps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's great. He's great. Um, but let's get into today's episode yes. uh, because football's almost over. We're only, you know, six days, seven days, six days away from the Super Bowl actually yeah. happening. <clears throat> and then the, the football market takes a, it goes to sleep for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so we're going to talk next week about some plays, uh, that either whether it's football or basketball or whatever we want to, uh, talk about. Uh, at the time of uh, guys that we want to buy when it feels kind of bad to buy, but we feel like at some point they're going to come back up. I think that'll be a good conversation for next time. Yeah. But let's get ahead of the idea that there's other markets uh, to talk about and to think about than just the classics of the football, basketball, baseball. I know a lot of the people on uh, YouTube or have podcasts or anything talk about those three major sports. Today yeah. we want to focus on some other stuff, some alternative markets, because there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, the data is really interesting. Um, and uh, Rob, I know you have uh, a lot of like thoughts on this. You actually have started buying in some of the other kind of markets. Talk us through uh, what you're thinking about when it comes to some of the alternative markets uh, that you can kind of buy cards in. Yeah. So, you know, I think so I was having a conversation with someone not too long ago, and they were basically saying that this market really almost is, and I'm not saying I fully agree with this, but he brought up some good points, basically about how this, did I read this? I think I read it and then processed it with someone, processed this thought um, about how the sports card community, the hobby has almost turned into a pyramid scheme not to say it's a scheme but meaning when it comes to these pyramid schemes right unless you get in early it is really hard to make money right so people were saying like listen this hobby has turned into the point where it is really hard to make money because everything is so expensive and unless you were you know collecting a lot of cards you know 2015 2016 um everything's so expensive now it's really hard to level up the way that some people were able to so you know this brought to mind for me like well there's a lot of different alternative plays out there. And I know you and I have kind of dipped our toe in talking about it, but we never really got into specifics, you know? And so I was actually talking to Chris from card ladder today and I was asking him, like I said, listen, so Amil and I, we're going to be talking about alternative markets here um, on tonight's bounce. And I wanted to pick your brain a little bit, Chris, about, um, you know, what these markets are truly looking like. And, and I, I sent him, in my opinion, what are probably like the top eight markets. And he was like, in order. And he was like, honestly, that all looks correct, except Pokemon's probably number two. And I was like, what? So basically, in order, it's like basketball is the most popular, then Pokemon, baseball, then football number four. Five is soccer. So that makes sense. You see, to me, and I know soccer's global, but as an American who might be a little bit short-sighted, I don't think about soccer. I think, if anything, hockey might be number number five. But, but I soccer, think hockey would be like 12. Do you really? 
I, I I've only just recently had people like been talking about hockey. I feel like hockey's going through a little bit of a, like a thing right now. You know, people are getting a little excited about hockey right now for some reason, but soccer to me definitely feels way bigger. Uh, yeah. As a collecting, where is hockey in that list? So hockey's number six. <laughs> hockey's number six. Okay. So soccer is five. Hockey is six, seven wrestling, Eight like golf, then tennis, and that's kind. That's kind of roughly. I mean, some of those things might kind of go up and down and stuff. But, but the thing. So this is the thing that Chris from Card Ladder sent to me. Um, he sent to me basically a screenshot of what PSA had posted about the top five most graded cards by sports. Um, and that this was for December of 2021. So basketball was one, Pokemon two, baseball three, football four, Yu-Gi-Oh number five. For graded, right? For graded. Um, so Yu-Gi-Oh went from ninth to fifth in one month, whereas the top, the rest of the top ones remain the same. So that could have been a fluke for December, you know what I mean? But, but I'm kind of merging these two conversations into one, right? Talking about how the post that I saw and the conversation I had with someone about like it's really hard to make money in this hobby if you're late to the game. And then I'm also merging that with, okay, what appears to be kind of trending up and what, where are some areas where maybe you could make some plays? So I've definitely thought about this idea of like, what does, what is, what is a market, right? How, How do you, how do you define a market? What is sustainable? What's not just sustainable and what does it even mean to have value? Right. Yeah. And, I wouldn't call the sports card market because I think expensive to get into and it being a pyramid scheme are like two different. Oh, it is. No, I know. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't necessarily, I do think it's expensive to be in now, uh, which is not great for kind of the hobby and keeping people engaged in it because if it's hard to do and it's expensive to do uh, it does cut off, you know, a, a, a baseline of the hobby. That's for sure. Especially if you can't, if all the cards that are cheap are like not the ones everyone wants. Right. So I think those are two different things. However, in terms of what makes cards have value, like why do cards cost in some cases millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars or 50,000, 20, why does anybody pay that much uh, amount of money for any sort of card? And it really comes down to the fact that really it's just that enough people give it value. It's all made up, right? Like this is all it's hype. It's all made. Yeah. It's like, we're all giving it value because other people give it value. And in that scenario, that's why it's not a, that's why it's so insanely risky in the sense that at some point, if something happens that takes priority over your sports card buying, which things happen in life, uh, that's the first thing to go. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, you no longer give it value. There's more important things to give value to. Um, and so if you're actually trying to flip and do and make money and, and, and have, this be a real PC and asset part of what you do in life. You have to keep that in mind. I think that we have, you have to tread carefully for that reason. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, all, all great points, all great points. And, and I know for myself, so I think about, you know, baseball, basketball, football, we're all kind of fighting for the same cards. Sometimes it feels like, right. Um, and, where I've really been able to, I think, step out of that massive ocean of people and maybe find my own pond to swim in, I've really, and, and since I came in, I've placed a premium on 
wrestling cards and really vintage wrestling cards. Now, there are, are a couple schools of thought once when it comes to wrestling cards. So I was actually surprised to see that wrestling cards is number seven on this list. And I think that's amazing. It feels like wrestling cards has absolutely arrived. I've seen some huge um sales recently. The Rock Refractor, um, it was a raw, wasn't even graded. I think it sold for about three grand. There's some big sales out there. I think the Vince McMahon auto that Drake's PC picked up, I think he ended up paying like nine grand for that or something on ebay confirmed sale of a vince mcmahon auto you know and so so these these aren't small purchases these are big purchases and um so so there's a couple schools of thoughts right the modern which are numbered and and really place a premium on um scarcity and whatnot um i like the vintage for me wrestling cards are all about nostalgia they're all about who i used to watch while growing up so for me my kind of alternative plays turn into older wrestling cards i've been buying a lot of pop century i know i talked to you re- um not too long ago on the podcast about it i have right here actually one that i've recently got so i got a kylie jenner not too long ago literally the first show i put it out at i sold it for double what i paid for it okay double no questions asked. They didn't even try to talk me down. So I went out and picked up another Kylie Jenner, which is on the back, Kendall Jenner, right? And this is this is encased from Leaf. That's an encased, so it comes like that. Um, you know, uh, Pop Century, I picked up a James Gandolfini um, relic, you know, worn relic. I have um, a Buddy Holly worn relic. I have a card that has an Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra on same card, worn relic, you know. So I'm finding things like that because... I really think that just like we place such a premium on game used patches and game used relics and whatnot. I mean, I really think it's, it's, you think about the celebrity world. I really feel like people that are, I mean, listen, the celebrity world, there are housewives that would want a freaking Kylie Jenner Warren relic or Kylie Jenner auto, you know what I mean? Let alone a sports card fan. So I think that there is a huge market for it. Will it strike? Who knows? Will I be able to, you know, make serious, serious money off it? I don't know. I know I have made money off it though. So, so pop century relics, what were you going to say about those? Tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So this is fascinating because you actually do buy in some of these interesting alternative. Oh, I'm already buying. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like, I'll be honest. I don't take, I don't look at a lot of details in these markets because I personally am pretty much basketball, 99% and football, like 1%. That's kind of where my, my buying kind of goes. That's just because I like basketball the most and whatever, but uh, I think what's interesting is a couple things on your kind of conversation. First of all, I was a big wrestling fan when I was a kid too. So I what, what time frame, what years were you watching wrestling? Undertaker, from? like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, the attitude Ray era. Area, huh? The attitude era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love there was so much fun. You know, we got yeah. caught as kids trying to buy pay-per-view when we were young, you know, when we were my cut my my cousins and I were trying to buy like pay-per-view wrestling matches, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and we broke a bed trying to wrestle. So this is as kids, you just, this is, <laughs> I, I totally get you. Uh, now my question about all, that sort of alternative market is one, how are you like, who do you, who is the buyer? Who's the end buyer for some of the cars that you're buying? Like, cause at some point for it to be a collectible and for it to really go up in price in a way that makes a real difference, 
the there has to be a end consumer. We talk about this all the time, right? Like there has to be the collector, the person that's going to put it in their collection and leave it there for a long time because it means something more to them than just the money that you paid for it, right? Who like when you talk about Kylie Jenner cards, who do you think is your end consumer that you're waiting to become collectors? Because I think that's what the what it comes down to, right? Yeah. And you know what? That is a great question. And um, my question is, I have no effing idea. That, <laughs> that, that's my answer. And, and, and you know, I, I'll take a line from Brett, friend of the show, Sacking Slabs. Um, he, you know, when he talks about wrestling cards and, and we've, I've, you know, talked about, talked with him personally and about it. And we call it a pattern interrupt, right? So basically, you know, you think about walking around at national, right? Or any show, right? You walk past a million cases, you're blinded by the shininess. All you see are literally the same parallels, the same Luca, uh, silver prism, orange, green, brown, like you see just a millions of them. And it's just like, yep, yep, yep. You're walking. But let me tell you something. When people walk by, my case more often than not it's a disrupt it's a pattern disruption so all of a sudden it's like boom they stop and they literally take a step back and they're like hulk hogan rookie or they're like yeah. is, that a, is that a kylie jenner auto you know what i mean and it's like yeah that is and they're like what what's that going for you know so immediately it, it's intriguing to people yeah. Oh, I can totally, uh, I can totally uh, vibe with that because at the national, you're right. There are certain cards that you see that kind of are that make you do the double take. Like, oh, I did see that card. Yeah. Let me just go ask about it. Now, I guess my question would be is like, obviously, this is not a lot of your portfolio. It's like no. some cards that you're just like having some fun with. So I would I probably like say about ten percent of my portfolio. You know, ten percent is really these pop century relics and and some wrestling card rookies sprinkled in and you do put them in your case right yeah oh yeah yep mm -hmm. i that actually makes a ton of sense to me and it's very smart on your part because you're basically putting some stuff in there that you know is probably like again the actual buyer for that card is probably way limited compared to everything else you have in your case but you're right it gets it gets the attention it's like a little it's like a little marketing play i love it that's that's you know, interesting Someone walks by the case, right? And they see a Kylie Jenner auto and they say, you know, I might buy this for my daughter, you know, have or you had, I might buy this for my wife. Yeah. Have you had anybody give you numbers on them where you're like, oh, interesting. Or do you put an asking price on those cards? Are those types of cards that you put an asking price on? Oh yeah. I put a, I put a price tag in, and we've talked about this in previous episodes on everything, every single card I have, I have a price tag on Smart. and, 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 and just about 90% of my cards are right at comps, you know, right at regular comps. Um, now if, if one isn't, if someone says like, Oh, how, what, what's, what's the story with that? I say, Hey, I'm high on it. Like, like right now. And I know this is something we'll probably talk about next week or the following weeks football. Like I have a, uh kyler murray rpa national treasures it's gorgeous rpa gorgeous i am high on it i that was the one card in my case this last show that i had over the weekend that i didn't have a price on and people were like hey how much you asking for that i said i'm high on it you know why i'm high on it because i know that if i can have the discipline to hold this card to national well first of all if someone's gonna blow me away with an offer great 
but I'm not expecting anyone to blow me away with an offer because I know I don't like paying over comps for something. So why would I expect anyone else to, but you know, you were at national this last year as I, as I was, you couldn't tell anyone anything. It was just all about quarterbacks. It's all people wanted were quarterbacks, quarterback. I know you wanted Duncan, but, um, but people just wanted quarterbacks and, and it's perfect timing, man. It really is like national is the new year's of this hobby and everything that is hot at new year's, you know, is going to be hot moving forward. And that I, I'm not speaking for the hobby here, but that was actually my absolute interpretation when I was at national Chicago in 2021. Yeah, for sure. And it's a great time for football because it's right before football season training camp starts up. So and prices are insane on these quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. By that point, it's almost like, are you maybe a little late if you were waiting to buy it until then, you know, um, but, uh, Go, let's go let's go back to like so the kylie jenner card and stuff um it sounds so stupid to say doesn't it <laughs> it's interesting i know I, it it's, is, interesting. It it's is. interesting because it's interesting in the sense that um they're just they're different and obviously do people do collect the the lebron james and the michael jordan and the tom brady's of their respective hobbies and so what what you're doing is basically betting on that level of talent for those respective like collectible classes or whatever. Right. And so it, that's why, that's why I think it's interesting because you're, it's a bet on the whole market. That's what it is. Right. If you go and buy uh, a Kylie Jenner card or Kanye West card or something like that's a bet on the music industry, the, the pop culture industry. Um, And I think that's interesting. Again, we kind of talked about this, that like for music fans, and for you know, for for people who are fans of celebrities and stuff, there aren't, a, a, there isn't a really good avenue to like having feeling like you can show off your fandom of them, other than like playing the music in the car. So I could see it, like I can understand it. Getting there, are those the type of people who collect? And if you know, like collect people who collect are also a fairly small kind of portion of of the people right now. However, just collecting have an up as well right you kind of need the top down to go for that type of play so i think that's why it's interesting to me but do you now let me ask you this because i think the person buying kylie jenner cards is probably different than the person buying basketball cards or football cards or whatever uh even music cards like i think those could be two different buyers do you think the same principles exist or have you thought about like the relic cards and stuff if there's so much of that stuff out there do you have you have a feel about like how rare this stuff is or if it's out there or any of that stuff. And if the principles uh, uh, apply to both, you know, like we know RPAs are really important in sports. Do you think that's going to be the same for alternative markets? Well, I'll tell you, I think when you look back on that Jay-Z rookie card refractor and off the top of my head, I can't tell you the exact figure. I think at one point last year, a, PSA 10, I think, sold for what seven or eight grand. And that was a Jay-Z like rookie refractor. So it was like, what a Jay-Z card sold for that much? And it just kind of came from out of nowhere. I think it was a 2005 Tops Chrome, I want to say. So that was a numbered card. I want to say that refractor was numbered out of 50. There's a gold refractor that's out of 99. Uh, card ladder is the fastest way I can look this stuff up, but there was a card. I think it went for 35 
hundred. Let me see. I think that's a different one. Yeah, so it it's yeah. also raw. This one I'm looking at is raw. It's not okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know the one that I'm talking about was graded, and I think it went for either seven between seven and nine grand last year. But yeah, but that kind of came from out of nowhere. So when I look at something like this, right, a James Gandolfini relic. Okay, you have received the memorabilia card on the front of this piece is authentic wardrobe worn by James Gandolfini. This is numbered out of eighty. This is seventy three out of eighty. So. This is actually it looks like part of a leather jacket. It, it's it's like black leather the piece. So um, so that tells me that from this specific card, it's numbered out of eighty. Now, are there other James Gandolfini relic cards that they're putting out? Yeah, I don't know if they're jumbo relics the way that this is. I think they might be shorter, skinnier relics. Um, you know, I have I have a you know. I have a lot of these and, and and I'm not saying I have hundreds of them, but I have a few dozen of them. And, and yeah, I am banking on the fact that they're probably, it's, it's low investment, you know, it's, it's, it's low risk. You know, I'm not, I'm not spending 10 grand on one of these cards, you know, it's low risk. Yeah. You know, yep. I think, I think the most I'll spend is probably a couple hundred bucks on one, you know, and just to kind of see where it's at. But like I said, the Kylie Jenner one, right. I kind of bought cause I'm like, what? Okay, whatever. I'll buy this, yeah, you know, and, and, and like I think I had it for about 48 hours. I had a show. I bought it on a Thursday or I got it on a Thursday. I had a show on a Saturday. That Saturday, I sold it for double what I paid at the, at the first show <laughs> I made out at. <laughs> and it was a guy. It was a collector like us that bought it. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I that That's interesting. That's funny. Okay, so, so um, do you do anything in Pokemon? I don't, but I do have a couple things to say about Pokemon, but you can go first if you want. Yeah. So Pokemon is the largest of the like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and, and I don't know how to cluster them together, the trading card game uh, 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 cards, right? Um, and Pokemon, like I played Pokemon as a kid, uh, and it's obviously huge in Asia, especially, and uh, it's got a huge market. I mean, Pokemon is, and it makes sense. There's a ton of IP associated with it. It's um, it, it's just legendary in, in that world. And there's so many people. I mean, we all did it as kids. I feel like I played a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and all that stuff as a kid. So um, I totally see it. What are some of your thoughts on the Pokemon uh, market um, that you have? Well, so I never played Pokemon growing up. I think I was a couple years older than you. Yeah, um, you're 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 old. I'm old. I graduated <laughs> in two. I graduated in two thousand. You know, so so yeah, I'm 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 a little bit older. Um, so I never did the Pokemon thing. I never caught the Pokemon wave. I know everyone was playing the Pokemon game on the on their app a couple of years ago, and people were like walking in the traffic and stuff. <laughs> um, but one thing I had, and I hate to name drop again, but I had Josh Johnson on my podcast last week sports card therapist and and i asked him um so what plays are you looking at <laughs> you know basically i just flat out asked him like what are you investing in man what are you looking at and uh you know and he said well, i really don't like answering these questions i don't want to make it seem like i'm giving advice or trying to pump anything um you know he said all the standard things that he probably should have said but he did say that he is looking at pokemon because he said that when he looks at the trading card market he looks at all the kids that grew up on 90s junk wax and how all of them became adults just like we did and bought back into the market over the last couple of years. He says 
those kids that grew up playing Pokemon when they came out in 1999, guess what? They're all getting adult jobs now, and they're all, chances are, some of them are going to be getting back into Pokemon again, the same way that we got back into sports cards. So he sees the Pokemon market as having a definite resurgence. Um, and I think that resurgence, so it looks like you have the card ladder graph already pulled up. Yeah. And so you pull up the card ladder graph with the Pokemon. So I see a massive jump in that graph. Yep. Right to the left of where, where you were like, so around what time period did that jump really go up? Yeah. This is the end of 2020 and this is the hobby peak of February of 2021. Right. So like, this is where everything pretty much peaked out at. Um, So you're telling me that the Pokemon market has remained basically steady since the peak and didn't have a huge drop off. Uh, it, it did come, I mean, the peak was at 155,143, uh, whatever that I need to, we need to figure out exactly. I think that's an aggregate amount of something at card mm-hmm. letter, but anyways, it came down, um, about 33%, but it's already back up closer to, you know, 50% wow. of, a, a, of where it was in the peak in terms of this index data from card ladder. And then I always think it's interesting to look at sales volume. I think that that's just uh, an important kind of metric in terms of how much is actually being transacted or is it just a few like high end cards? Um, and you see the peaks of when it, uh, 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 I'm going to try to get uh, this zoomed out a little bit. You can see the peaks of the volume here, um, but it is interesting. So I think Pokemon is interesting and it is clearly a stable market. And just as a comparison, I kind of want to look at uh, basketball as well, which peaked out in February, 2021 had a slight dip, but honestly is actually above. Oh my God. So basketball volume wise is at the same level as the peak of 2021. I don't think this means, and I will say like, this is not to say that prices are back to where they were. No, they're not. No, no, Um, no. And I think that we need to clarify what these indexes actually mean. Uh, on the next show. Um, but card ladder is, is putting out some really awesome data in terms of aggregate market values and data. So I, I do trust this data. Um, but it's interesting to see that basketball is pretty much uh, back to where it was in terms of, uh, I guess, hobby aggregate success. Um, yeah. But football's up. Football has steadily risen. Um, again, certain cards and certain prices have come down a lot since uh, February of 2021. Um, but the data on card ladder is really good in terms of Absolutely. showing what's going on on the, the, the larger market. So let me ask you something. Um, if you look at uh, card ladder has that new, that new um, option called showcase. Do you have cards in your collection and do you have them? Have you named it in your showcase? Because in showcase, you can search other people's collections. Oh, I did not see this. This is really cool. So go scroll up to the top real quick and then look up collection or click on collections right under a uh, no, no, to the right. Go to the right. Nope. So go back to that showcases. So click the showcase tab. Now. Yep. Now click collections. Now just type in therapist and see if mine comes up. I might have to make mine public. Yeah, come on. We want to see it. I'll, I'll update mine too. We'll go through. We'll go through this. Yeah, um, man. 
So, okay, so index, let's go back to the index and talk a little bit about wrestling. We talked a little bit about wrestling cards. Yep. And so, so you can see back in March 2021, it had peaked pretty pretty high over here and then is actually down about half of where it was from its peak. So I'm going to show you just two cards that I have right here. And I think if you have listened to my podcast, Sports Card Therapist, you've probably heard me talk about these. So I am showing right now in the camera two I'm showing two cards. They're both 1982 Wrestling All-Stars. One is the Hogan, and one is the Andre the Giant. Okay, these are considered, well, this is considered Hulk Hogan's true rookie. And it's hard to say with Andre the Giant because he had so many other things. Um, but yeah, this is considered Hulk Hogan's true rookie. That's 1982 All-Star. Now also, check this out. I have all this stuff. I'm actually going to be sending all this stuff to PSA since their prices finally came down. That's a 1982 cutout of a magazine of Hulk Hogan. There's only one or two on eBay right now that you can look up. I think it's they're going for like over two grand, these things, because they're graded. But there's barely any of these. Then there, here's another Hogan out of like a 19. And all these are like Japanese wrestling magazines. These aren't because they aren't American magazines. These are out of Japanese. So these are like hand-cut cards. This was an Andre the Giant from 1974 um this thing if you look this up graded if you look up 1974 andre the giant card on ebay you'll probably see this there's only a handful of them out there and some of these sales have been insane i mean people asking like five ten grand for this you know it just so oh it's, man oh it's crazy so so i have a bunch of cards that i'm going to be finally be sending out the psa now that they've uh finally lowered their you know price to 50 dollars. but um so yeah that's that's so when i think about alternative markets you know i think about this vintage wrestling space um that let me tell you something i sold out of most of my vintage wrestling and that's why i actually don't bring these with me anymore because these are pc for me because i sold all my other ones i'm like oh my god i need to hold at least one for myself so so i got those but also let me just say this okay i don't know if this is really considered an alternative play because it's pretty mainstream at this point but i've really been getting into soccer so i've been i've been really educating myself on soccer and i'm not trying to really prospect because my my real motto has always been goats over prospecting even though you can really make some big money prospecting you could also lose money prospecting so for me goats is a safe bet so but this is my version of prospecting so I just grabbed the card I just picked up this week, okay? This is a Kylian Mbappe 2016 sticker. This is actually considered his true rookie because I believe 2017 was actually like his rookie card or rookie sticker, but this is a 2016 sticker. So this card right here really has the potential to be an iconic iconic sticker at some point and i want to shout out uh dj sports cards that's our guy dave that we have in our wolfpack uh uh chat because he's the soccer guy man and he's actually the one that really put me onto this card and and really explained to me the significant well, sticker he put me onto the significance of that sticker and those things they're really hard to buy for less than a grand these things these mbappes and that's with a poor grade so um so yeah i've been i've been looking into soccer um, just because you feel priced out of these basketball markets, you feel priced out of these football markets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how are you supposed to make a big splash in the hobby when 
the big splash cards are five figures. Yeah. Oh, it, it's in basketball and football. It's if you're going to play, you have to be super patient. And it's what basically I have to do to, to, to continue buying because I want to buy some nice cards, but shit's expensive. So you just end up either buying less and being a little bit more, I guess, uh, intentional about the buy uh, or like you just don't get the nicest of cards and that's okay too. And you do, you have fun and, 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 and that's what it is. Soccer is really interesting to me. I only have one soccer card. It's an Mbappe card as well. It's his 2018 Prism World Cup, like red blue wave card in a PSA. That's a great 10. card. That's a great card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I bought it because I was like, I just want to have some Mbappe. And I, I bought it right after he missed the really big shot in the Euro. Oh, yeah. Was that right? last was that last May? Last June? Yeah. 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 It was like yeah. in the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really pay attention to soccer all that much. I really want to. I kind of bought it as as a as a maybe I'll I'll get myself into soccer if I buy myself like a, an affordable you know a, a soccer card. And I was like, all right, cool. I can just like be a fan of Mbappe now. Um, I haven't actually watched any soccer since I bought the card, so uh, I haven't necessarily uh, come through on that end of the deal there. Um, but. Soccer is really interesting to me. I like it because it's got such massive fan base. It's the most popular sport in the world. And people get crazy about soccer, like crazy yeah. about soccer. And so that lends itself to a really fun collecting environment. Um, and I think that the goats of, uh, of buying like the little Messi's and the Cristiano Ronaldo's of the world, like that's going to be a, a great play with the soccer world. Cause as the world gets more and more into collecting, if it ever gets more into more more into collecting, soccer is going to be the first beneficiary of that. Yeah, without a doubt. And um, you know, and you and I were talking before we came on today, and um, and I was talking about how I'm, you know, I'm I'm making five to ten plays a week. And you're like, I haven't, I don't really make as many plays. And I said, listen, man, I would love to get to where you're at. And, you know, because you, you almost, you know, it's almost like you don't get out of bed in the morning unless it's a, unless it's a, a massive payday. So you're not really stepping foot in the ring unless you're picking up a PSA 10 uh, first edition LeBron or a PSA 10 tops, uh, you know, uh, it's not an anymore thing. It's Steph just the Curry. last couple plays that have now put me on ice. I got to go on the bench dude. for a little while. You know? like, so, so you make, you are making, I would love to be in that position to where it's like, man, I'm not even making moves because, you know, it's like my, my, my stuff is so big anyways that, so it's like, I'm slowly just working my way up and slowly, but I'm that, also. Look, I think that to make money in the sports car world, if you're going to actually try to make some money in the sports car world, it takes work like anything else. It takes a lot of work to do. And if you're, you could play, you could, I, I think at any price point that you play in, you can be both active and inactive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there are people who are going to do it more. Like if you really buy each card, like it's a long-term PC collection, I think naturally you just don't buy as much, right? Your hobby it tends to be more about like, the hunt and that's what you enjoy because that's how you do it. But the alternative to that is that's because it takes a lot of work to do it that way. It's a lot of kudos to, to like 
to anybody like setting up at shows and being dealers and like flipping cars. Like it's awesome because it does provide avenues for people who are less active um, to continue to be in the hobby and have fun. The shows you guys put on and the, the, the shows that dealers set up at and stuff is like the backbone of, of the hobby. Like that is, you know what I'm saying? That's where most people who are just in the hobby for fun, which is how the majority of people are in the hobby for, that's a great thing. So you should make money and it's easier. And, and to be able to make that money gives you even more opportunity. The, I think the hard part of what you have to decide is how do you keep turning the inventory, but then put a little bit away for something bigger. And that's always a hard game to play. Like I'm struggling playing that game in whatever price point you're playing at is like, I constantly want to be flipping cards too. It's fun to buy and sell. Like the act of transacting to me is fun. I enjoy that part of the hobby. Buying big cards takes me out of the act of buying and selling. And that's kind of, I wish I, I, I wish I could like, again, I want to make plays. I'm itching. Like there are plays that I'm thinking about. There are cards that I'm thinking about. Again, I'm a basketball guy. So it's like, ah, I want to buy John Morant. And I think it's a great time to buy Trey young. And like, I want to be buying, you know, but yeah. It's something that I'm trying. I don't know how well it's going to work uh, and we'll see how it goes, but I just, you know, that's just the current situation. We'll see. Cause I like to be active. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. And uh, so real quick. So, uh, you know, our buddy Ken, who's Casey underscore card works uh, as far as alternative plays. I mean, he's someone that is big into modern wrestling. He loves golf. He loves the golf cards, um, tennis cards, loves collecting the tennis cards and UFC cards. So those are a couple more options of those big alternative plays. And I'm kind of curious if, if you've listened this far into the show, 45 minutes into the show, if you're watching on YouTube, um, definitely comment down below. I'm curious to what alternative plays you guys are making. And if you're listening on the podcast, definitely log on to um, our Instagram or social medias and, and comment underneath the videos or, or whatever post that we put up advertising this episode, because listen, man, I am always looking to, you know, dip my toe in the water of something else. I never want to spread myself too thin. I don't want to have cards of everything. I don't want to be that guy. I want to have a few lanes and I want to be really good in those few lanes. But I am always curious to know what other collectors and other flippers and dealers are dealing with as well. I love it. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's really fun. And, and there's, there's a, there's a great feeling of like being early in something. And so, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You could, you could, you get to say like, oh, I was, I was, I was there, man. I was there from the beginning, you know? And so that's you a have, fun feeling. You have the bragging rights and you have the financial freedom to do that because a lot of these guys who you see that are like, oh, so-and-so sports cards or blah, 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 sports cards on Instagram that have like these, like, you know, hundred thousand dollar collections or half a million dollar collections. For the most part, they have those collections because they were early on some of these players. They were 100%. early before, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, 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 it is fun to do that. And, and honestly, I think with this whole, with this whole relic and, and celebrity autograph thing and, and whatnot, I think that's kind of what I'm thinking about doing. Like, is this going to be something I can be early on? And, you know, I'm not the first one, but is it, can I be one of the early ones? And, and maybe I can make it into something. Maybe this Kylie Jenner auto turns into a $10,000 card. I don't know. 
Yeah, I love it. I think it's fun. I think it's really interesting. I'm rooting for you. I hope let's go get let's go get everyone into sports into cards into into just collectibles. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it it's a, it is fun, and I think there's a lot of a lot to be said about the community that we've been able to kind of be a part of and and be a part of forming as well because of sports cards. And so I love the hobby. I think if more people found the hobby, I think I've had discussions with people about the prevalence of hobbies, especially with how easy it is to pick up your phone and spend several hours on TikTok. Not saying that I don't do that, <laughs> but it's hard. Like you, then you don't have a hobby because you can spend time on your phone, you know? Uh, but I have learned how important hobbies are recently. And this is one of the reasons why. So I think that if other people of other types of fandom find it, I would not be surprised. Like that would be smart. That's a smart move on your part. You know, it's basically <laughs> betting on community. Definitely. And, and, you know, I think speaking of TikTok, I think the reason why I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not on TikTok. I mean, I think I made a TikTok, but I don't think I, I don't post, I'm not really on there or anything, but I know that TikTok has crept, crept, TikTok videos have crept its way onto Facebook videos and into Instagram videos. So really we're all basically watching TikTok videos, even if you're on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason why the only part of TikTok videos I like, I want you to, I want to learn something. So if they're teaching me something or if they're showing me a way to be efficient, even if it's a video about someone cleaning out and organizing their freezer, I'll watch that. But I think a lot of these like pre-scripted like videos that are, are made to look like they're accidental, like, you know, and they're just like bad actors in them. Like, like that whole, um, the James Brown video, like, ah, I feel good when people are supposed to be like scared and like, ah, like, like half of those that I saw, I'm like, this is clearly like scripted. They knew this was going to happen. And that bo boils my blood when they try to treat the viewer like an idiot. I look, it's good. Keep yourself off TikTok because honestly, there's a lot of great content on TikTok. It's addicting. There's a lot of great people. Like honestly, I like TikTok content because a lot of it is informative and 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 it's interesting. And especially if you're like a sports person, there's a lot of great sports content on there. Um, so just stay off of it, dude. Don't do it to yourself. It, it you'll go through a whole like whole, holy shit. Like why did I do this to me? You know yeah, what am yeah, I? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna waste my entire life on this thing. Like you go through all the phases, so just avoid it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. All right. Man. So, so before we wrap up, man, that's, that's, that's the plan. We are, um, uh, betting the shack card for the Philip rivers, um, Philip rivers patch national treasures. Yes, sir. All right. I mean, oh. I'm so down. This, this is going to be fun. I know. Likewise, man. Likewise. I'm excited. I just want a great game, you know, and, and I tell you the, the last 10 plus super bowls, I feel like for the most part, have not disappointed and if these playoffs are any indication into what type of game it should be wow it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one um and i'm super excited uh i honestly kind of want to lose so i don't have to have a philip rivers card in my collection um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway appreciate everyone listening in thank you so much give us a follow on instagram at the slap talk at sports card therapist we appreciate you the bounce by slap talk have a good night.